Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Now, I want to talk about this first hour of the show, uh, speaking about eating and drinking. My eldest daughter, Erin, has come back from a camping trip with her mates and has been raving about a meal that she's had when camping that I don't actually think exists. Uh, she had pasta and marmite. Have you ever heard of pasta and marmite? I think it might have been even like spaghetti with marmite mixed into it. She had it on Bandcamp, as I keep calling it, and now she's obsessed. And it's all about pasta and marmite. It's all she keeps going on about. But I kind of refuse to make it because that can't be a meal, surely. Pasta and marmite sounds like something that you'd have in like a really dark moment on a hangover. You know when you... You've, you I think I call it touching the void. Or if you're at university and you've absolutely run out of money and you never talk of that meal that you've had. Let's never speak of this again. So I guess, I mean, I always look at you lot as like fountains of knowledge. You've travelled the world, you've experienced things, you've tasted fine wines. Have you ever heard of pasta and marmite as a legitimate, internationally, officially recognised meal? Gio says, Bush, my daughter has just said out loud listening to the radio, that is next level wrong. Someone else says, though, pasta and marmite is a pinch of nom favourite dish. Can I just stop you there? If I was the leader of this country, the word nom or nom 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 in any form of social media post would be two years hard labour in some kind of gulag. But we'll get to that. Maybe, maybe do that as a phone-in tomorrow. What about that? Social media labour camp. Watch this space. Anyway, back to Pastor Amama. We've got Amber on the line. Is it a thing? Um, well, it's something that I saw quite a while ago on Nigella Lawson's show, but also uh, Slimming World members all over the country eat it lot especially adding it into mac and cheese really so just to back up a bit about the nigella lawson thing uh i've yeah. seen her programs i've seen her books it's all kind of very ostentatious very flashy stuff nigella lawson ain't mucking around with putting marmite into pasta please absolutely yeah it was on one of her shows and why is it a slimming world thing because i guess there's no calories in it or something then yeah absolutely it's it's uh free for us to enjoy so we do. Well, there you go. Amber, I'll let you to get back to running your taxi rank, which is what it sounds like you're doing in the background there. Trying to get to the bottom of Pasta Marmite. My eldest daughter's been raving about it. I've been concerned it wasn't a thing. Well, it turns out it seems to be a spaghetti dish invented by Nigella Lawson. It's one of her recipes. But we've got Michelle on the line, uh, who's got us a bit of intel about it not being the only unusually named spaghetti thing that Nigella Lawson does. Uh, Michelle, tell us the other weirdly named dish that she does. She does do one, and it's called spaghetti. How can you have spaghetti? What even is that? Well, it obviously it's Nigella. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do to a spaghetti to make it like that, though? Spaghetti. Well, it's <laughs> 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 she, she, she's, she's laid in bed, and then she gets up because she has to just go and eat this spaghetti. So it's anchovies, capers, garlic, olive oil, tomatoes and think she garnishes it with olives. That sounds pretty she, good. It does sound good, yes, and obviously she, she eats it in a very provocative manner. As don't we all. Don't we all when we're having our tea on a Wednesday night? <laughs> Not uh, really, usually covered in tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to speak to you. Enjoy your spaghetti. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Glenn says on Twitter, and I kind of agree with this, she's having you on, mate. I think she probably is. Uh, Emma says, yes, it's a thing. Don't try it yourself, otherwise you'll never eat another healthy meal again. It's gorgeous. Need to get to the bottom of this. Love this text. It says, pasta and marmite sounds like the worst ever super noodles. I think that's a very, very good point. But on our Facebook page, we've been asking you for any other weird... You know, if you combine an unusual two foods to make what we're calling a taste sensation, tell us about it. Some 
absolute horrors on there and just some of the things that people do in terms of combining food behind closed doors you wouldn't believe make your eyes water emily says i discovered vegetable spring rolls with golden syrup accidentally at a chinese buffet some years ago been eating them ever since linda says spaghetti with baked beans is lovely and then another one about um uh, weird combos here from julie simpson cheese and tin tomatoes on toast it's outrageous So my friend Brian, as I mentioned at the start of this hour of the show, uh, has decided to add the most unusual thing ever to his house. It's so odd that I've got to get him on the phone right now so we can get you, you lot's take on it, the home-time listeners. Uh, we've got Brian on the line now. Brian, are you all right? All right, yeah, yeah. Um, so, look, this has been a chat that's been going on in our little lads' WhatsApp group for quite a while now. Are you yeah, revealed to everyone? Like to talk about, you know, football. But I, I just, we just love talking about bidets. Well, this is it. So you you shocked the group the other night by saying that uh, you, you, you're redoing your bathroom and you're installing a bidet. Oh, bidet. You say it almost slightly differently. So how do you say it again? Well, I don't know how you say it. How do you say it? I, I have always said bidet. Bidet? Bidet? I think it's bidet, not bidet sounds a little bit um, hop, skip and a jump. Do you know what I mean? It, it comes from the French. I'm assuming bidet. bidet. If there's French people listening, can you clarify how you say this thing? But my point is this. No one has a bidet in the United Kingdom. It's something you use on holiday, surely. It's what you wash sand off your feet when you come back from the beach with. That's it. In many ways, Andy, I believe that the Continentals are better than us. And with the bidet, I think that proves my point. Um, if you will, if I may, can I make a metaphor here? An Go analogy, on. if you will. Go on. Uh, a man's back region... Right. Imagine it's like a, a car, a well-oiled engine. You need to keep it running well. In your car, your cam belt, what's it got? 100,000 miles, then you've got to replace it. We've only got one thing that we use down there. Yeah. We need to look after it, which is why I think rather than just mashing stuff up into it, <laughs> we should be... We should be washing it. But we should be washing it every possible opportunity. Do you know? Do you know anyone that's got a B-Day? I don't know anyone who's got a B-Day at, at all. The only time I've ever encountered... B days is in uh, French hotels. Right. Okay. So, where do you even get one from? How have you sourced this? You can buy them online. You can just buy them. They, they fit them in your bathroom. Buy, buy my B day. Co.uk. Yeah, listen, I don't want to go into it, but there's an underground scene which I'm involved in. The underground B day scene, and I can. We can put it on the website. It's fine. So look, uh, that, that's that's what I want to talk about in this hour of the show. I don't I don't think they're a thing in 2021. Uh, you're very much convinced this is the way forwards, Brian. I think within 20 years, especially with climate change and not having to cut down trees for toilet roll, that that every person in the country will have a bidet or B day. I still don't know. I still don't know how to say it. Brian, thank you very much. Uh, by the way, Terry's just uh, tweeted the show to say, uh, Bush, my 10-year-old son would just like to point out that Brian used a simile and not a metaphor during that phone call. Uh, just saying. It's a good point. We need to call this kind of stuff out. Uh, B-Day, my mum has one. That's kind of the vibe I'm going for. I think it's very much of an era. Uh, clamshell finished bathrooms, that kind of thing. I don't want to be too presumptuous about who's texted that in. Natalie says, uh, just so you know, uh, you can absolutely get a B-Day in the UK, including one built into the toilet seat. It could be a thing. Enrico says, I'm an Italian. In Italy, the bidet is a standard piece in any bathroom. It's so annoying that you guys don't have it over here. Fair enough. We've got Suzanne on the line. Suzanne, where are you from? Uh, Cherry Willingham. Cherry Willingham. I've never heard of that place. Normally, um, obviously, Richie is off this week. He normally tells me where stuff is, because I don't know where anything is, because he's probably been on it, been round it on his train simulator. Where's Where's Cherry Willingham? Sounds like a, a tennis star from the 1930s. I know. It's... <laughs> It's, it's, it's a nice, a very nice, well-kept village, uh, yeah, near Lincoln. Well, give us your intel then. Uh, great to have you on the show on this whole B-Day thing. Are they still a thing? Uh, 
Um, I, I don't think they're still a thing, no, to be honest. I just think we moved into a, a very old-fashioned house and we, we still haven't changed the bathrooms. Okay. So they, they, I mean, yeah, they, they're ornamental, they're nice, but I, I have to admit we don't use them. So how many have you got in your house? And if you've moved into an old house that's still got them, how many have you got in so, your place? We've got there's three bathrooms, and we have two two out of three bathrooms happen. <laughs> wow! So it must have been a thing of an era in this country. Now I only ever see them in a few. You know, go ever go abroad if you remember going abroad from back in the day. I think so. Yeah. But but we do. I mean, we just use it to wash like your feet and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think um, <laughs> I think it's maybe a well to do thing. Maybe maybe uh, you know <laughs> an era and those of us. <laughs> different times, hey. Different hut. Different times, Suzanne. <laughs> Lisa says, my in-laws have got a bathroom each in their house. His has a bidet, hers doesn't. Make of that what you will. When I stayed over, that's the bathroom I get given to use. I I was once a little bit sick in it when I had too much drink, and she adds, sorry to all Europeans and to my father-in-law. We've got Wayne on the line, who's calling in from Wix in Cardiff, so this man should be in the know. Wayne, tell us your intel. Uh, The bidet is um, sort of slightly old hat. Right. Um, most most people are seeming to sort of go for uh, the other option, which is the, the douche, um, which is just an additional um, attachment you can put on, like a, uh, an extra shower head. Well, well, wash wash yourselves down with that instead. Turn it in, Wayne. Turn it. It's not called that. Is, it, is that his actual name as a, as a, as yeah, a unit? Yeah, it's, it's not pronounced the way that I spelt it, but it's, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's spelled as D-O-U-C-H-E. Oh, well, that makes it better then, because it sounds like something from uh, GCSE French uh, trickle yeah, or textbook. Yeah. So what is it? You say showerhead. That's a little bit intimidating. Where's that showerhead going? Um, well, some uh, sort of uh, of um, more sort of Asians and whatever else, they have an attachment on down the side of the toilet um, with a shower head part onto it. So that, that's what they sort of tend to do with that. Brilliant. So if, yeah. if, if I was to walk in the Wix Cardiff then today, I can get myself a brand new bathroom and within that, hidden within this new fancy state-of-the-art cutting-edge loo is a sneaky little douche. We don't sell them, unfortunately. Oh, um, but but quite a few uh, customers. But if you if you go on Amazon or if you go on Google, yeah, um, and tap in uh, douche, um, <laughs> I did that just as I text you to make sure that I was pronouncing it and spelling it correctly, <laughs> and it does come up. There's one on there for eleven pounds, yeah, and it's actually like a cylindrical uh, faucet that you screw onto the actual shower head. Right. And it, it sends jets and everything like that. So. It sends jets. That's uh, that's uh, walking the fine tightrope there with that, that Google search, <laughs> uh, Wayne, but it's a challenge that I'll accept. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it does it does show it on there. But yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I was uh, saying it, uh, sort of was spelling it more than anything else correctly. So we're sending our love to Wix. How's everyone in Wix, Cardiff? You guys doing okay? Hanging in there? Yes, yeah, yeah. We're still there. We still got our roof over our head. We're still selling loads of kitchens and bathrooms because, as you said, nobody can uh, go on holiday. So. Do you house up instead? Yeah, exactly. There's people's got uh, excess amount of money, which is good for us guys um, and good for people who's, who are doing projects up. So fantastic. Well, nice to speak to you. Have a brilliant Wednesday. Yeah, and you. Cheers, buddy. Midweeks are hard work, aren't they? It can be a bit of a slog and everything. So that's why every Wednesday we do a game. We call it our games night. Now, last week uh, we did a game called Crisp Sandwich. Hear me out here. First off, if you're saying you don't like crisp sandwiches, you're a liar. Everyone loves a crisp sandwich. Secondly, the question, the premise was this. Can you guess the type of crisp in a sandwich from the crunch? Because let's be honest, the best bit about having a crisp sandwich 
It's putting the crisps in there, then putting your hand on the top and giving it just a little... The way an osteopath might pop in a, a bit of a vertebrae, give you a bit of a crunch, a little bit like that. But no-one got it. So we kind of uh, contractually were obliged to do a rollover, which is what's happening tonight. Uh, so producer Nick is over there with the microphone very close to the crisp sandwich. We filled it. I've gone and got the same crisps. Someone nicked me loaf out of the fridge, which can you believe? So I had to go and get another loaf as well. Uh, so the sandwich is there ready to go. The crisps, the mystery crisps are there. Uh, Nick's got the microphone right next to it. Uh, Nick, I'm going to dip the music and I need you to give it a good crunch. Here we go. Everyone listen at home. Listen to that noise. Has he got any more giving it, Nick? One more? One more, Nick? He's absolutely put his elbow through that one. Can you guess what that crisp is? No one got it. No one got anywhere near it last week. 033-0123-1215. It's too late if you think I'm not getting involved in That's ridiculous. You've already thought about it. You've already formulated some form of an idea what crisp it could be. Listen to that. Uh, James says, Hi, Randy Bush. Is it Worcester Sauce Walkers? It's good, but it's not right. Bob in Fakenham, Norfolk, says crisp sarnie must be roast chicken. Better still, the brand-new KFC flavour, which we invented on this show. It's not. Charles in Manchester says, is it Skips? I wish it was, but it isn't. Lee and Esther in Brickhouse have texted in together as a couple to say quavers. It's good, but it's not right. Uh, let's go to the phones. Who's this on the line? Hi, how's it going? It's Lewis. Lewis, lovely to speak to you. Where are you calling from? I'm um, driving home. I'm... Uh, um... Northern Ireland. All right, good man. Uh, what do you reckon the crisps are based on the sound of the crunch? Yeah, I'm, I'm torn between two, to be honest. So, but I'll go for my own personal favourite, which would be Roysters. Oh, <laughs> Roysters. Now, that's living yeah. all right, isn't it? When do you normally have Roysters, then? Yeah, usually in a crisp sandwich, to be honest. <laughs> Brilliant. What particular flavour is your, your, uh, your Roysters of choice? There is only one steak. That has to be the stick. You're like a modern Henry VIII. That's what I like about you, Lewis. <laughs> uh, listen, mate, it's, it's a good guess, and it's made me want to actually try some, but that's not the crisp that's in the sandwich. But thanks oh, for playing. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Cheers, buddy. Time for one more call. No one's got it yet. Who's this on the line? All right, bless you. It's Mark. How you doing? All right? Hey, mate, good to speak to you. Where are you calling from this evening? I'm um, just going down the M4 on my way to a call-out. What are you doing? Uh, air conditioning failure for, the, for a very important person's office. I thought you might be a gigolo for a second, but it's interesting to know what you're up to this evening. Uh, if only, if only. If only. Uh, I do hear you have very competitive rates. Let's get your guess then on what the crisp was in the crisp sandwich. I'm going for Munster Munch. They sound very Munster Munchy to me. Do you know what? You're absolutely right, Mark. Thank you very much, Bush. You've oh. aced it. How, how, did you, how did you know? No one got it at all last week. We've had people guessing it wrong already this evening. Because I do partake in quite a lot of Monster Munch Chris sandwiches, mate. And it's, I know the sound. It's that, it's very, as very... As that crunch went down, it was like, oh, and just, just going out there, Bush. But they weren't pickled onion by any chance, were they? They were. They were indeed. They were pickled onion Monster oh, Munch right. crisps. Almost it radio. It's a sense, it's an ESP thing. Well, listen, you fix that air conditioning tonight and you do it proud because you've just won an amazing, amazing competition here on the Home Time Show. Well done. No problem, Bush. Take care of yourself. Thanks, buddy. Take care. 
You've been listening to the Home Time Show on Absolute Radio. When you go home, you've been listening to the Home Time Show. The, the last, last bit of, of the no repeat guarantee. Soon May your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel. The Home Time Show is about the Essex Loop, the bird invasion, and the hate for Bing. In the Home Time Show, we speak of pundit shoes and a lass called Leona. Soon May your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel.